0: Das ist Bundesliga.
1: The Brian and me fun happy hour or whatever, but we're not going to do it because anybody got time for that, um, and I I could not do it justice.
0: Plus, I don't speak German.
1: Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian! I'm I'm really tired. I'm really tired. Why? I what just, have you been doing all day? Well, it's just I've been outside a lot today, which okay. for those folks who are listening from outside of Ohio, which I I'm not sure how strong our international audience is yet on this uh on this puppy. But uh it went from forties and fifties and raining for five years and then it went straight to eighties. And today, like, there were no clouds in the sky. Yep. Um, so I, I took, well, yesterday, my kids did, like, the sprinkler thing. So that was fun. Uh, today, I went for a, a good old one-hour walk. It, it was not, I mean, it, I went alone. I put the AirPods in. I, I have to, like, I'm really late to the David Bowie party. Like, I know his songs. Like, I put on the Essentials playlist, and every song was, oh, I know that one. I know all the words to most of them, but I never really listened to his stuff song after song after song after song and then it just starts building up where you're thinking god he's written or he's done like the biggest songs of his generation all these songs Mm -hmm. i know all of them and they're just i i just was appreciating his his line of work and I, i walked around for a good hour doing that um did some grilling today for memorial day shout out to uh the folks who I served with, but also Memorial day, the real reason is not just the folks who are in the military and the veterans, but, um, those who have, who, those who have passed from being in service or passing away during war, or those folks who <sighs> take those things that they see and they take those things that they've done and they um, bring it back home with them. And it's not easy. Sometimes the support isn't there. And even with the support, sometimes that's carries a lot of weight. So we, uh,
0: Memorial Day is about
1: them today, so I I know there's a lot of merriment and people love bar- barbecuing, and it was a good excuse to get out of the house today. But uh, it is kind of a somber, somber Absolutely. day for me. So rest in peace, Capper. Rest in peace, all the other folks who we've lost over the past uh, past years, and and thank you for those folks who are who are still in it. Agree with the decisions made or not, you still do your your duty, and we appreciate you. But that was the Memorial Day, man. It was just, it was toasty out. It, it was just mm. hot out. No clouds in the sky. I just, I'm, I'm probably a little bit burnt because I didn't use sunscreen. It's okay. I, I really missed baseball today. Um, that was Absolutely. one thing. Where I was, like, I was grilling. I was like, oh, there's no baseball game I can put on the radio. There's nothing I can listen to. Like, I'm used to just putting it on and and listening throughout the summer, especially when you're outside. But. No, that that was kind of my day. so I'm tired. But, man, as this pod goes on, it's going to flip, and I'm just going to go Ooh. crazy.
0: Get that jolt what of energy. What about you, man? How about you? Ooh. Um, You know, we started off just kind of chilling. Um, we made reservations. We decided, all right, we started to open up a little bit, right? Today's going to be um, our first time going out and eating at a restaurant, since Ooh. quarantine so it was like our first restaurant Meal in quarantine um, We knew uh, That condado Is good awesome food but we also Knew they would probably have their stuff together The way they've been posting on social media looked like they were probably gonna kind of have it Together and so We we actually went over to the one Kind of over by the commons so the one We went to before we saw uh, St. Paul and the so Broken Downtown Walton.
1: Columbus yeah downtown Columbus for those folks,
0: yeah yeah um sat out on the patio because we're like hey man the weather's nice let's sit outside have some margar- have a margarita have some nachos mm-hmm. um they were fantastic they had everybody um really well spaced the they had mat, you know all the servers had masks all the people bringing out the food had masks everybody was you know well distanced so it was really good setup they were only taking reservations oh, so nice. they they had a really good control over like who was coming in who was going out fantastic the food did they have was- like
1: signs up for walk-up business like yes. people who might not be on social media did they have to tell people hey sorry I know you came up but you can't get in until six o'clock or something now like they yes, had to give I, them time
0: I, oh, okay. I did see them uh it wasn't very busy so I think okay. most some of the people that were trying to get reservations I think were able to get them pretty quickly I didn't see anyone get turned away but I did see like signage out that said you know you have to have a reservation gotcha um just so they can you know adequately control it not get overwhelmed by the number of people there um so that was cool and then we went over to we wanted to find a brewery that was open um and land grant wasn't open till later because i knew land grant had their stuff together so we we went no. up to powell went up to Noctara brewing which we'd never been to up in powell um and that was, was a that good time like
1: downtown powell like that really like it's just an intersection is yes. it around that area? Okay. Yeah,
0: kind of generally near that area. Um, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, they really had their st- again, really had their stuff together. Um, basically, you had to wear a mask anywhere other than where you were seated. They okay. had tape, they had tables set up and numbered, and you reserved your table. And so, again, adequately spaced, really had their huh. stuff together.
1: Oh, nice. So, so we're not going to get any social media campaigns to shut down Noctura or Condado or anything?
0: No, not not as That's... of right now. Now, you know, when we left, it could have... It's, they're not like Standard Hall with that... <laughs> uh, that <mess sighs> Malarkey. Now. But yeah, so, you know, we had a great time there. We were going to go hit Grant, but kind of as you mentioned, just so hot, man. It was upper 80s. It was like, man, I don't know that I want to go sit outside anymore. No. So we're... So we stopped for ice cream and then came home in the nice, cool air conditioning. And I sat on the couch and watched most of the first season of Shit's Creek. Hey. Based on uh, based on your recommendation. And we had Jordan on, and Jordan talked about it as well. And yeah. everybody loves Shit's Creek. So I was like, all right, I got to really get into it. And so we watched most of the first season today. So it had a blast. It's really, really great. Can't wait to watch more of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so many recommendations. I feel like I've thrown so many recommendations at you. It's it's a lot of weight to carry, all those recommendations. So thank you for 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 being able to persevere that weight and to <laughs> to pick one up and actually watch it. Because, like, I, I get into this thing with my sister where we recommend things to each other, and most of the time we don't we don't listen to each other's recommendations. Like my sister's come out and like yeah okay sure, but she's come out and said sometimes I'm probably not going to watch it. So I appreciate you actually doing it. And I felt like there was a lot of pressure. Like it started with me and then Jordan. And then we did that uh, Zoom kind of cards against humanity thing last week where we had other friends who told you about it and they were pushing you you guys about it. So uh, peer pressure, I guess it, it worked in this one. It worked.
0: So that Let that be a lesson to, you know, everyone out there. Peer pressure works. Um... <laughs> You know, kids, kids,
1: take take it from Brighton me. Peer
0: pressure works. You know, let that be a message to the kids out there. People will pressure you into doing things, and it'll probably work eventually.
1: (laughs) If your kids are listening to Brighton me, you've made horrible parenting decisions in the first place. So, peer pressure is probably the least of their concerns. (laughs) Oh, oh, Lord. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and get into another solid. A solid episode of Brighton Me with some great great soccer content for you and the family. Welcome boys and girls to Brighton Me where we talk about soccer and other things other podcasty things. Tonight we discuss week 2 of the return of das Bundesliga. Yeah, mostly the, yeah, mostly how well we did at choosing our clubs. Ooh, uh, we're it. gonna discuss. <laughs> we're gonna discuss the Premier League and MLS with some talks about returning to action. MLS has a secret return to soccer plan that is not much of a secret, and Donny Garber is not happy about that. We're also gonna introduce a new game. A new game, easy for me to say, <laughs> called Start Bench and Transfer. We won't share how it's played yet, but you probably have a good idea. So we're going to play that a little bit later. Start bench and transfer. But first, we teased about a really big announcement. So we aren't going to keep you waiting any longer. We're going to just going to go right into the announcement before we get into the show. We are pleased to announce that we're going to be rolling out a fundraising drive to support Chris Ohio, a.k.a. the Community Refugee and Immigration Services. So their are emergency needs right now in the city of Columbus, For people who are refugees, immigrants with rent, food, and medical needs. Folks who cannot have the same benefits or assistance like unemployment, like other things that people can around the city already get. So we want you to get involved. So we're going to join with you and we're going to help Chris Ohio as much as we can. There are a few ways that you can do it. There are a few ways that we're going to run this fundraising drive out. And Don't worry, we're going to be spamming you with all of this stuff over the next few weeks because it's really (laughs) important. We have a few things we're going to do. First thing easy one is you can just donate. You don't even have to go into any of our gimmicky stuff and just donate. Go to chrisohio.org. You can make a donation to their emergency fund that they have right now for people going through this pandemic rough emergency time. You can imagine how much more difficult it would be for somebody who does not have uh, much experience being in the United States, does not have a lot of resources like citizens of the United States do. So you can imagine how scary that would be, being in a new location around people you might not know And not having the the support for that. So you can just donate. You can learn more and donate. Second way, we're going to be rolling out a limited edition, and we mean limited edition, T-shirt. It's going to be black and gold. It's going to celebrate the beautiful diversity of Columbus and our love of the beautiful game of football, soccer, footyball, football. Keep an eye out um, on the socials over the coming days, as we begin to roll it out. We're going to show it to everybody first. We'll be taking orders. All that good stuff. We'll let you know now. Some of the mock-ups that we're doing. It's going to look really good. At a crew match. Or if you're just strolling around the city. FYI. We do not make any money off of these shirts. so This is not no. Bright and Me merch. We are not making any pennies. Nothing. It is a shirt to raise money for a great cause. Actually, Bright and myself. We are going to put up the money to make the shirts. We are going to bring the cost down. From the shirt Creator, so 100% of what you pay, 100% of any money, any proceeds from that will go directly to Chris Ohio. So we're not getting anything from it. If anything, we are donating right alongside you, but we want you to join in and feel a sense of community that Ohio has, not just with soccer, but with those that we support and the diversity we have. Third piece of it, third and last piece, mark your calendars for June 7th. For June 7th, we are going to do a Zoom Bundesliga watch party for Schalke 04 versus FC Union Berlin, a.k.a. the one where Bryant cries, Bundesliga edition. Mm. Chris, uh, all-star Chris, uh, really representative, and he does so much for them. Jeremy Holland, he works with Chris. He's going to be there. He's, he's going to discuss some of the awesome stuff that Chris is doing at halftime. Brian and me, we're going to donate for every person that joins the Zoom meeting. So all you have to do is log in. You can log in, put yourself on mute, and just watch the match. You can join in, talk with other people, get to know other people who watch the show. But Jeremy's going to be on there, and he's going to discuss some stuff too. Jeremy was on our show, and he's going to come back onto the show within the next couple of weeks to discuss how the pandemic right now is really transforming lives of immigrants and refugees in Ohio and how Chris is helping and how you can help. Wow. Ooh, so we we're doing a lot. We are really excited about it. This is something Brian and me have been uh, we've been discussing kind of offline off the channels for a little bit now. We're really happy to roll it out. We don't want to just start, you know, selling Brian and me stuff. I mean, we gave a lot of the stuff away. We don't want to be selling merchandise just for us because honestly, who would buy that anyway? We want to <laughs> get something that really benefits somebody else for those who we live around. For folks that we care about. And so we care about you. So hopefully you can join us in the caring. But keep a lookout on the socials. We're going to be bombarding you. We're really excited for it, though, and we hope you're all excited, too. Are you That's, excited, Brian?
0: I, I am super thrilled. It's something that we've been wanting to do, I think, for a while, like mm-hmm. do something that, that helps other people. Um, I know a while back when um, one of our favorite listeners, one of our, uh, the bub, Told us uh, about, you know, just that the show had helped him a little bit, you know, just kind of that really made me feel good. So it's like, wait, we can use this for something positive, not just, you know, two dudes, you know, BSing about soccer all the time. But we can actually do something, you know, to make a positive impact on somebody else's life. So it's it's really humbling Mm -hmm. to be able to do something like that. Um, But, yeah, I'm super excited, man. I can't wait to. To get this, Chris obviously does amazing things. Go back and listen yeah. to that conversation we had with Jeremy. We'll uh, we'll find it and and definitely be tweeting it out on our social mm-hmm. medias yeah. to uh to check that out because because it was really good. You can tell the passion that he has All right. for for you know those folks for the people that he's helping in our community. And once you listen to that, if you don't want to, you know, go run through a brick wall to help folks out, then check your heart because it ain't beaten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think we asked Jeremy two questions on that. And he just, he talked for an hour. He's the type of guy, like, when you're passionate about something, you can talk about it forever. And that's that's definitely what Jeremy is passionate about. So we're excited right. to have him on, have him a part of that Zoom meeting too. So hopefully you'll be a part of it as well. And Brian, you say we come together just so we can BS. I do it so I can hear your velvet pipes.
0: mm. Hmm. He that doesn't know what one, to say. That makes <laughs> one of us. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. So, you know, June 7th, right? We've got that, uh, that the zoom meeting, right? We're going to watch some Shaka FC union. Watch me, uh, lose again. Um, but in the I meantime, don't know, <laughs> it's going to be a nil nil draw is what it's going to be. We ain't sc- oh. We ain't scored on Shaka ain't scoring on anybody. <laughs> so speaking of Shaka, not scoring on anybody, um, you know, we're we're watching that game together as a group because Schalke and FC Union Berlin are the our respective Bundesliga teams that we've chosen to support. Um, and those teams played matches over the weekend, so um, you know, I was a we Air were over
1: on the played.
0: Well, they they were there. They played them. We we won't go into how well they played or how much effort it looked like they gave, but they were there. there we um, so we were. A little bit of backstory we were at your house late Saturday night social um,
1: distance very respectable distance
0: yes we were at a respectable dif- distance had a few drinks um, played some cards against humanity hung out had dinner it was a wonderful time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we didn't leave your house until probably it was just after midnight I think when we left your house yeah so and I told you when we you know as we were hanging out that I was gonna set an alarm um, for for the match, because Schalke, of course, drew the 7.30 a.m. game (laughs) on Sunday morning, which, man, what a great way to start your day. Um, And so I did, you know, I only got a few hours. I kept asking
1: you Saturday night, like, are you still waking up? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. And I think you took it as, like, a challenge. Like, oh, Oh, yeah, you better. I'm going to be up.
0: You definitely, like, challenged my manhood there, because had you not (laughs) said it multiple times, you know, maybe, maybe not, but i was like well i'll show him and of course you know we get home you know your house it's a 30 minute drive back to mine so it's it's at least Oh, i forgot about this Oh god, it's <laughs> at least it's at least like one o'clock by the time i get in bed uh... and of course i didn't get right to sleep so you know there was a an aew wrestling pay-per-view that i had to find a bootleg stream of so i watched that for a while too what so. did
1: you find when you got home bryant
0: <laughs> well, our uh our beloved son, um, I love him very much, but I I saw the largest pile of cat puke in my bed that I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that yeah, that doesn't make for you know, wanting to go to sleep real quick. Um, so after we get all that done, needless to say where this is all going, is that I, I got probably five hours of sleep um before the match. So not and not good sleep, like tossing and turning type sleep. So I'm like, all right. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna be excited. I made some coffee. I'm like, all right. Here we go. We're gonna watch Schalke um, pull out a victory here. And I got to the game. I got to the match late. You know, dragging myself out of bed at like 7:20. I turn in uh, about six minutes into the match, and at, right as I turn on the TV, I see uh, FC Augsburg um, put a free kick right into the back of the net.
1: And... <laughs> Good morning, sunshine.
0: What a way to start the match. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I've I've called myself out. I've said I'm gonna watch it. So now I can't just turn right around and go back to bed. All right. Still so they score too early. You know, we got them right where we want them. I tried um, to make you
1: feel better because I was already up, because I don't need an alarm clock to wake up at 7:30, because my kids and my dog wake me up for before, before the alarm clock. So I, I was there at least at the beginning, and whenever they scored and I was watching it, I was like it's too early, man. It's all right. You have them right where you want them. You have them right where you want them. Um, did they have them right where they wanted them?
0: The uh, narrator. They did not. Um, <laughs> they then what Augsburg did, and it's the smart move. You know, they're kind of a mid-table, mid-to-lower tier table team, kind of right above borderline relegation, right? Only so what, eighteen
1: clubs. It's not like the twenty-team Premier League. You don't have a lot of. There's not a lot of wiggle room, and that table's pretty right. tight in the middle.
0: So of course, what did they do after they score that early goal? They put ten men behind the ball and <laughs> shut her down. Um, uh, you know, Schalke is a team that's really struggled to uh, score lately. Anyway, um, okay. seven of their last nine games, they've been they've not scored a goal, mm-hmm. which is bad. Um, yes, they've, <laughs> they've also not won in nine games. They've had a couple draws. But no wins in the last nine, so they're not exactly on a great run of form, anyway.
1: But they're still like the seventh or eighth place in the table, which is amazing to me.
0: Right? Yeah, they're sitting in eighth currently. This uh, is they, like
1: the the beginning third of the Tottenham season where they're not doing well, but they're just like, hey, we're still around. Everybody still else here. is
0: nobody else. It's uh, the old uh, hashtag top four is lava. <laughs> um, you know, everybody else sucks too, so you kind of, <laughs> everybody just kind of switches around. Mm -hmm. so you know they just really struggled to to break them down didn't really have any didn't really have anything that was too promising i think had two shots on target for the rest of the game um and you know if you're going to attack at somebody like that that's sitting sitting back eventually you're going to get beat on a counter it's just Mm -hmm. that's what's going to happen and they got beat on a counter um and went down two nil and that was about the 75th minute, and mm-hmm. I shut it off. I was like, all right, I've seen about all I need to see.
1: <laughs> and then they're... in, like, stoppage time, <laughs> th- why not? Throw a third one in there. <laughs> Let's
0: just, be a dick and throw a third one in there. Just to uh, just to add insult to injury, and then I think, uh, I don't remember who I saw on Twitter said that uh, Schalke changed their name from uh, Schalke 04 to Schalke 03.
1: Oh, that was me. I went onto the official Brian Me Twitter account, not you? verified. It's okay. It's okay. We know who we are. Um, uh, Augsburg actually tweeted out. They, That's did the was 19, it. A- they did the 2019 2020 meme where 2019 uh, or 2020 plans, excuse me, 2020 plans and then 2020. They had Schalke 04 and then the 2020 was Schalke 03 and they changed the four to a three. And I was like, oh, that was that here's, was rough. I was like, check on Brian, everybody, please. I see he okay.
0: Here's one I here's what I love about the Bundesliga so far and my following it compared to the Premier League. Bundesliga teams on Twitter are savage. Mm-hmm. Like premier Premier League teams yeah. are very like cordial and professional. And you know, it's very much like a, you know, uh quality win for the lads today uh, you know for spur or whatever
1: because in the yeah. P- in the premier league it's a bit it's 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 as bigger business than it is sport for this as accounts and you have to go through multiple levels of pr before you can approve things so it's all just <laughs> the league like, is just show today like blah 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 <laughs> Bundesliga is just out here
0: <laughs> just being savage to one another and i <laughs> i'm here for it like i'm all because i mean the Borussia Dortmund last week was, was posting like, you know, Schalke 04. Oh, look, look, that's what they, you know, that's what the scoreline was. And, oh, you know, it's just these, and that's a derby. That's a derby yeah, too, a so, derby. Sorry. So just, I love how savage the Bundesliga teams are on Twitter compared to, uh, you know, compared to say the watching the Premier League on Twitter. So uh, Mainz had my, one
1: today too, actually, or over the weekend, they had a good tweet where they lost 5-0 to, yeah. uh, to uh, Red Bull energy drink-sponsored Leipzig mm-hmm. club. And they, uh, Timo Werner uh, scored three of those goals. He got a Hattie for, for Red Bull. And he has been very strongly linked to Liverpool. Like, he's come out and he's turned down Man United. He's turned down other clubs in the public. And it's pretty much like there's even an article out there where Kloppo and him talk every day on the phone. Like... It's just a matter of time. Open the window. Once the window opens, he's flying in like a, like a like a beautiful majestic bird trying to get some AC. Um, but no, Timo scored the three goals, and <laughs> this is to the Twitter thing we we're just talking about. Main's tweeted out, "Can you just come get him already, Kloppo? <laughs> like, just take him."
0: <laughs> oh, well, I, I love that it. Was great. So, so your your FC Union also. Oh. Uh also had a match so how how did that one go oh
1: bright 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 they started the weekend off now the first weekend not easy coming back against Bayern Munich first match of the season Bayern Munich the game was when it was first scheduled Lewandowski was going to be out with like a shin injury that he had but over two months you get time to heal (laughs) you're feeling better and um, so they lose two nil and I thought okay losing two nil to Bayern that's great I mean, their average oh, yeah. goals per game is over three. And like, oh, two, two goals—that's awesome. Ignore the fact that these games are really ugly, right now because it's like preseason matches. They haven't played in two months. These are preseason matches. How they're playing out there. So I thought, okay, against Hertha Berlin, it's going to be a different story. It's going to be, you know, a rivalry matchup. Uh, it was a really close one earlier this season, actually, where, um, excuse me, Union Berlin—they won it against Hertha, and I thought, okay, "Okay, wow, this is going to be a good one. They're really close in the table, too. Uh, They were right at, like, it was 11-12. Hertha Berlin was 11, and (laughs) Union Berlin was 12. So I thought, oh, this is a great matchup. Um, So the first half ends nil-nil, and this is Friday. I was finishing up uh, a training class. I'm a trainer, so I was finishing up my class, and they are doing some work. So I kind of put it off on the side as we were in, like, a final meeting on the last day of training. And it was 0-0. I thought, okay, good half. Yeah. Good half. Um, Come out in the second half. In the first 10 minutes of the second half, it was, I think it ended up being about 2-0 Hertha. And then once, like, it was once the first goal went in, which was on one where I'm not going to fault the goalie, but, man, Defender did not help (laughs) out at all. It was a header right at the right spot. Uh, the goalkeeper was just, like, stunned. It was one of those goals where he's just standing there with his arm out. Like, he didn't have enough time to react. Petter was so close, it was right in there. And then within a couple minutes, it has to be within a minute, they scored the second one. And then it was just, like, off to the races. Union, they're not a team that scores on the run of play. <laughs> they're they're okay, on set yeah. pieces. I shared last uh, last podcast where they score every 12 corners they score compared wow. to Bayern Munich who scores every 37 quarters but Bayern Munich also scores off of set <laughs> pieces they also <laughs> score off in of open free- play <laughs> in open play um, shout out to Alfonso Davies by the way who had one of those goals 5 to 2 thrashing of Frankfurt over the weekend. MLS Cheyenne, right Cheyenne's Cheyenne's boy. Oh yeah, I'm sure she was rocking that that Bayern kit but yeah they uh they're not a team that can really from what i've seen now my fandom goes two match deep two matches deep so i know sure. a ton about them um it doesn't seem like they're a club that comes back from being down 2-0 3-0 like all of the momentum and you don't sure. have the crowd either like i'm gonna ask you Brian, what you think about it no we're not professional athletes those who have met us in real life this is obvious that we are not professional <laughs> athletes <laughs> but how like I told you last week about uh, Union Berlin. Their stadium is only about 20,000 people deep. But the fans helped build the stadium. They put 140,000 hours of work combined, all the fans, into building the stadium. Three of the four sections are standing only, and it's loud and it's crazy. They've beaten Dortmund there 3-1. They beat uh, Gladbach. There, I think that was 2-1, or I I forget the scoreline. They beat Hertha Berlin there. It's like a cauldron. And during that Hertha Berlin match, by the way, they had to stop it because there was a flare on the pitch, and there was just craziness. (laughs) Union Berlin, they did two TIFOs during the match. They did one at the beginning. In the first half, like 20, 30 minutes in, they rolled out a second TIFO in the match. Like, these fans are just nuts. So, Brian, we're not pro athletes, but I ask you, a club like Union Berlin, or smaller clubs, or like Dortmund, they haven't really been affected, but they have the yellow wall. On Tuesday, it's going to be a big one where they have uh, Dortmund versus Bayern. Ooh. That's going to be a big old match tomorrow. But do you think not having the fans there is going to hurt some clubs? Do you think that they do make a big enough impact?
0: Absolutely. No, I, I absolutely agree. Especially, I think I think it gives road teams an advantage, not necessarily an advantage, but maybe right. even obviously because there's not that home field advantage, and then yeah. I think it gives the the some of the smaller clubs potentially lose some of that edge, um, just because even aren't, the... they aren't afraid, right? Like
1: Bayern Munich is not afraid to come to Union Berlin Stadium when there's nobody in it, but if you're in a cauldron of twenty thousand people screaming their, you know, screaming their heads off. Light and flares and it's just like right. a sea of smoke. Like that's gonna like put some, <laughs> put a little watch. intimidation in you.
0: As as we've you know we brought up a few times talking about the Champions League, go back and watch the tunnel video and then coming into the stadium for uh, yeah. Red Red Star Belgrade.
1: Liverpool like, lost that match actually. Yeah, at Red you, Star
0: Belgrade. You think that's not an you know with the fans there? You think that's probably not a completely different type of place to play if it's an empty stadium versus. <sighs> crazy insane people like
1: walking through that tunnel and just hearing like boom boom hearing like the pounding on this tunnel like that has to scare the crap out of some of these kids who grew up in a you know a nice system and they grew up in a nice team and they have all these you know perks of a really great stadium and stuff and then you go to these Eastern European clubs or even just throwing Berlin in there Berlin I watched this awesome documentary it's on um, YouTube it's from I think Copa 90 made it but okay. they have about a forty-five-minute documentary about Hertha and FC Union Berlin. It's on YouTube. It's yeah. really it's a good watch. It's not like a bootleg or anything. They talk about how Berlin economically is not the hub of the world that it probably should be, where Berlin should be one of the world's biggest cities, like strongest cities. But they have so many things going against them. Just their history, for one thing, all the wars that have gone through there, all
0: the divided for so long,
1: political issues that have happened. Yeah. yeah like Union Berlin it's kind of when you think about it it's similar to some of those small eastern european stadiums that you see in the champions league or europa league and it, right. it can be intimidating but without fans it's it's well, it's an erector set
0: think, <laughs> if, think if you're a think if you're a home a home side mm-hmm. again you know again we're not professional athletes but i can't imagine you know being somebody out there who is a professional athlete and having even 20,000 people singing your name and mm-hmm. being behind you and you know being fired up and just that atmosphere I can't imagine that that doesn't motivate you you know what I mean why like
1: I don't know why they don't like it. I haven't read anything about this I've done no research on this topic so maybe there's a there's a response that somebody can share right away like oh Thomas no this is why you don't do it you dumbass but why don't they like four teams like union Berlin or four teams that are lower in the in the table? Use that PA system, pump that, pump that shit. Throw in like your fans, throw in some audio from your fans going crazy, or just some singing or chants throughout the whole thing. Like, does does it have to be as silent as it is?
0: Or just throw something in like really ominous, like just some really ominous like death metal, or <laughs> you know you're German, so throw on like Rammstein. You know, just...
1: I mean, in Germany they say like some of the words they say just sound frightening just put in somebody doing spoken word stuff it's like like it's just it's, it's frightening
0: yeah I mean I don't know why they can't or you know they could take a, a cue from their Korean brethren and just put in sex dolls <laughs> that might
1: um, bring the excitement up in other ways so that we don't need oh <laughs> uh, but no I so Union Berlin, they played the one. They lost at home against Bayern Munich. They lost away at Hertha Berlin. So really, it didn't matter. Like no, no fans there for them. Didn't matter because they weren't even at home anyway. They would have had a contingency there, but still, right? Completely different. Like the Berlin stadium, the Union Berlin stadium is like a is like a British stadium where the fans are right up against the like they're right think up on the field. Think for about Hertha it. Berlin. They're playing in an Olympic stadium where you're like. 20 or 30 yards away from any fans in the first place.
0: Think about, you know, it's a, and it's a, a Derby Derby, whatever you want to call it, like a rivalry game on top of that. Like think about Mm. how passionate, how crazy that home atmosphere would be. Like I, you know, I've watched a lot of North London Derbies, right. I can't imagine watching, you know, a game at, you know, White Hart Lane or anywhere else against Arsenal Mm -hmm. and the fans not going nuts. And the fans are that much more, um, you know ramped up for that for that game in particular right so imagine not having your home support there for that like that's yeah
1: <sighs> it's tough man i'm a little nervous because right now i uh, think union berlin they are in the tw- 12 to 14 slot right now i didn't check it after matches that happened uh, yesterday so they're they're in that middle ground where 13. whenever the okay so when the league started back up it's like oh okay this is pretty good, but you drop a, you drop down to sixteen, and you're in that playing game. You're playing a Bundesliga two side who really wants your position, and I mean right. that's how Berlin got in the league in the first place because they played. They were in that playing game, so you don't want to drop to any of those slots. Like at least it's not like the Premier League where bottom three, peace you're out, boy, Scott. See right. you later. <laughs> like at least you get a chance to fight for it. But man, I having to fight in an empty stadium that. That could be rough. So and hopefully I, there's still more matches to go, but geez, that's that's a concern, man.
0: I know it's been a while. So how does it feel to see your team lose a regular season match? Oh
1: man, it's it's weird. <laughs> They've been outscored six to zero in the two matches I've watched. I I'm telling myself, Brian, that you know, I I chose this club. And I haven't thought of jumping ship. I'm not going to jump ship. I told sure. you that I wanted to start a Bundesliga team, and you joked around how in a couple of weeks you won't be caring about it. Like reading about this club, it just sure. like I get so suspicious of the money part of these clubs, the business side of these clubs. Like sure. MLS and the Save the Crew thing, not the Save the Crew part was awesome, but just the way that it's a, a pyramid scheme, single entity, MLS owns everything. I, The crew is MLS, so that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't like that business piece where you're not an independent club. Liverpool, they're like a huge worldwide brand, where this is a club that's represented probably most of, right up there with you know the Real Madrids and Barcelonas in terms of notoriety and seeing the name other places. Sure. So that's all well and good, but then you read about how we could do a whole other pod about how they don't treat their women's team. With much respect at all, they don't put money into it. They're actually going to be relegated. It looks like the women's team they don't get the same resources, they don't get the same attention as the men's team does, and just how that's a big business. Reading about Union Berlin and how it is big fan ownership like they're not going to break the 50 plus one rule where you know a company cannot own more than 50 percent of the club. Like that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Their story behind their history, I this is like a, i like this organic feel to supporting sure. a club and not picking a club now i didn't pick liverpool when they were on top i didn't it's been a few years since i've been watching them but just seeing the the global business trends the global business right. of soccer and finding a team that's in that global business but kind of against the grain of that business i I'm not going to jump ship because of some bad performances. They have some rules. If you go onto their website, Union Berlin, they have rules for fans where they say, we don't boo our own players. We don't jeer our own players. We also, we don't leave the match early. We don't leave the match early. And these are rules on their site. Like when you're here, would you support the club, you support the club. Yeah. Like that's it. Like they interviewed some fans in that documentary. Now you might say different things when you're on camera, but they're like, we don't care if we lose a match we're going to support the team like if they lose a match we keep going like they, this sure. is this club is not just a soccer team now the results are great and all that but it's still our club and hearing right. that from fans now right. we're in america i don't know the plight of people who live in former east germany <laughs> people who live in southeast berlin i've never been to berlin so i can't be one of those like i'm never going to be an ultra that <laughs> has no appeal to me but i i'm going to support them just because i I think it's a noble cause to get behind your city whenever whenever other people don't want to.
0: That's cool. No, I I get it completely.
1: Well, we've talked a lot about German soccer. There is talks of some other soccer, Brian. We might go back to being a Premier League MLS podcast here somewhat somewhat soon, although I feel like we should still have like a Bundesliga minute. We should still bring in yeah the Bundesliga because I feel it's – I told you, I just went on a rant. I mean, you hear. It's becoming a part of me. I haven't got my kid in yet. Hopefully it gets here before the before the uh, the one where Bryant cries. Bundesliga edition. Although the way we're talking about it, we're probably both going to be crying at that one. Um, at the
0: nil-nil draw. Right.
1: Today, uh, as we're talking about Premier League, and we'll talk about MLS in a minute, they have a lot going on. Premier League, I signed up for LFC TV today. I signed nice. up for a two-month free trial. Um, because training videos are back. Oh my gosh, Brian! I ign- I, I took them for granted for years. I ignored <laughs> these training videos, and now that this is the first time I'm seeing like Virgil Van Dyke and Mosala and Genie Wijnaldum. I mean, Virgil did a Bobby Firmino no look goal in training the other day, and it made me giggle. Like I just <laughs> I feel like it's the beginning of a new season. That they just approved uh, physical contact now within training, so now they can have some nice. more realistic training for the Premier League. Feels like we're getting closer and closer to a start date for some Premier League action. So, Brian, I'm sure you follow the Spurs. You follow their social media. How have the Spurs been doing? How, how have you uh, How have you felt about it? You think they're going to come back for a a healthy run? You think Kane's going to be back? You think you're going to have a, a full club roster?
0: That's, that's what it's looking like. They're all, everybody's back at practice. Everybody's, um, everybody's playing, you know, practicing pretty fully. Um, a lot of guys that have been there as long as they've been able to have really been putting in work. They've, they've locked in a few guys, um, um, for their know through the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You know the work goes past that deadline. You know, like Yan Vertongan they announced that they got Yan Vertonghen signed to a to a deal that goes to the end of the season, not just to the you know to when the window ends. So, guys uh, like okay. that mm-hmm. who are on the last year, so they're
1: those guys who would have been done like within a few weeks,
0: right? Exactly. So they're trying
1: to keep them just until the 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 window opens,
0: right? Or at least till the season's over. um Right. We don't, right we don't know what we don't know what's going to happen with the window yet. Like we. Is it going to be the normal time? Is it not? You know, what are they going to do with that? We don't know yet, but yeah, yeah, they're, everybody's participating fully. Sun came back from Korea after he took out Kim (laughs) Jong-un, you know, the guys are finally healthy. Like we've not had a, we've had so many of our starters out, you know, toward the, the tail end of that. So I feel like for a team like Spurs, obviously this is not a, a blessing in really in any way, but I think no, it's going to potentially benefit them in the sense of at least just getting guys healthy. Kane's back. Soko's back. Yeah. You know, some of those guys that, that are starters, you know, for our squad um, are going to be back. Have going to have been practicing are going to get some time with Mourinho. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you look <clears> at, <throat> you know, Kane didn't get a ton of games with Mourinho.
1: They've been doing which... runs in the park. They've been hanging out with Mourinho. <laughs>
0: they have been yeah they've been at, they've been out in the park hanging out you know just flaunting uh their
1: i can't believe we all just met here at the same time how random oh. is this well since we're here we might as well hang out and do some drills i don't know why i made jose Mourinho sound like he was part german i don't know i think the bundesliga was, the was bundesliga that, got german?
0: To, that was that would sound more even eastern european he was like from bulgaria or something
1: jose Mourinho does he's an eighth bulgarian
0: i don't know if you knew that I, I did not. Good to know. I'm learning new things about our new coach. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm like you. I'm I haven't subscribed cuz I don't think Spurs have a service like that currently, but
1: it would cost I've, your owners too much money.
0: Yep, yeah, well, exactly. Little <laughs> do they know they could make money, but you know, co- you got to spend money to make money, and God knows they're not going to do that. Um so but yeah, I've been watching videos from practice, pictures, the Spurs app. You know, on top of that, has little videos that they've posted oh. of just guys like taking free kicks or, you know, dribbling balls in a circle or something. I'm just like, hell yeah, give me all this, you know, <laughs> just, hell yeah, dribble the shit out of that soccer ball, inject yes. it right, inject it right into my veins, like hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh my oh. god, did you did you see the way he uh, kicked past that cone? Look like,
1: "Oh man, he's not in preseason form. That guy's in midseason
0: form with how he just turned that cone. He just megged the hell out of that cone. That cone <laughs> can go to hell. <laughs> that cone's got a family, by God, by God. You know so in, in Delhi, you know nobody's breaking into his house anymore, so you know we're, hey, we're, we're in good shape, but uh, so we've got that, but I know you also wanted to talk about the MLS has some plans.
1: Uh, well, the MLS, um, there are talks of an MLS return to soccer, but it's not just going back to games or matches or there were some rumors about playing all the matches in Orlando. Actually, what leaked is a soccer tournament in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Nothing
0: beautiful about Orlando, but I digress.
1: <laughs> Except for the ESPN World of Sports, where they apparently have enough fields to do a pretty thorough uh, tournament. Now this was leaked to the athletic from an MLS front office employee. Here's what the tournament looks like for anybody who does not have an athletic subscription, or if you just listen to our podcast and you're not on social media, which sounds like that could never happen. How did you find us?
0: It's really random. And, and what are you doing with your life?
1: <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go through some bullet points about what's going on with this uh, tournament. First, there's going to be two Eastern Conference groups of teams and then two Western Conference groups of teams. We're going to have 14 teams in the East, 12 teams in the West. The way that they're seeding some of the bigger-name clubs is the U.S. Open Cup winners, so Atlanta United, Seattle, who just came off winning the MLS Cup, and then LAFC, who won the Supporter Shield. They would all be seeded into different groups. So you won't have a group that has Seattle and LAFC in the same thing. So they would split them up. And then Orlando... They get seeded because they're hosting, not because they have any semblance of talent. Because <laughs> Orlando City is garbage. So they're just getting, hey, you're hosting, so sure. We'll seed you with the other good teams. <laughs> it's like how um, Russia got into
0: the World Cup the last right? time.
1: Da. Um, there's a really good NPR story, too, about how Russia got the World Cup, and it actually includes Donald Trump. Does
0: that so the, to-
1: FIFA, the FIFA nope. corruption that, you know, the... Uh, Attorney General, whoever looked into whenever Obama was in office, whenever they did that whole FIFA corruption kind of scandal, that's how they found out about the Donald Trump-Russia connection. Did you know that?
0: Oh, my God. I didn't know it. Did it, so it, link, it all links back to the Pistons. It thing.
1: linked. It, it, it linked to Russia and Donald Trump. I'm not kidding. So, anyway, that's an NPR story. You got to find that. But, uh, <laughs> yes, Orlando getting the seating is kind of like – is kind of like that. Um, but Nashville is going to slide over to the Eastern Conference. There's going to be three groups of six teams. And then one of the two Eastern Conference groups will have eight teams. It's going to be allocated via a random draw. Now, this is all speculative. This could all change. Sure. I don't know why you just wouldn't have two seven-team Eastern Conference groups. Why would you have one eight and one six? Anyway, it's MLS. Each team would play five games apiece with the top two from each group going into an eight-team knockout round. This is a point that I thought was pretty interesting. The wins and draws in those group stage games would count towards regular season standings with the idea that after this tournament is done, they would still play some semblance of a regular season format. So your win in the group stage actually counts towards your regular season schedule. But from the article they didn't mention this, but it makes kind of sense in my head. That means that they would not include your knockout round wins in your season tally. Only the group stage matches. What? That's just where I'm picking up. They didn't actually clear that point up. But as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, well, that makes sense. You can't give somebody points from a knockout round match.
0: Because not everybody gets to play it. Yeah, Yeah,
1: because not everybody gets to play it. So I thought that was extremely interesting. On top of all that when the matches do come back, when they do have some MLS season of some sort, the playoffs would be bumped up to nine teams from each conference. Nine times. Lord. That would be to help boost the revenues for those clubs. So Orlando City would not make the playoffs still with a (laughs) nine-team league because they're still (laughs) garbage. So a follow-up article then about that leak said that mls hired a consultant to investigate how the first leak started so and and brian that second that memo that went out to mls employees about the first leak was leaked to the athletic so if you want to have a meta moment like whoa that was crazy don garber apparently was not very happy in the memo he pretty much said that They're gonna, if they find the person, they're gonna fire them. They might, they could also go after them for up to a million dollars in damages if they find out who, who the Watergate leak is coming from. Deep throat, they're trying to find out.
0: This is soccer, the MLS version of Deep Throat,
1: MLS Deep Throat. Um, so Brian, what do you think about the tournament idea? What do you think about just what I outlined to you outside of the? the questions that you have, but how, uh, as a fan, what do you think about this? So and then I'll ask you what you think as a human being,
0: just to be clear. Cause I, I guess one thing I, that I didn't understand. So the idea with this tournament is this is really just how the teams like warm, kind of get warmed back up to play the regular season. Also to hopefully get everything uh, to kind of tide us over until we can play games in our actual stadiums. Is that, that's the idea here.
1: My guess is it has something to do with TV contracts too. I think okay. these, these TV contracts are big pieces of money. Oh, absolutely. And they don't want to lose these TV, confer- these TV uh, contracts. So I think part of it is we need to get some games on television. We need to get something out there okay. because right now we don't have any product for people to consume. That's my guess is that. I don't think it's as much of let's get them back ready for a regular season because um, – the points are still going to count towards the regular season. That's true too, yeah. And then also I think they're trying to bring it all together and in Florida because they have the infrastructure there and just the way that the U.S. is handling the coronavirus, which we're not a political podcast anymore. We stopped the political talk because it doesn't do anything for our mental health. Um, Well, it does things for our mental health.
0: (laughs) Does nothing Nothing positive for it. Nothing good for our mental health.
1: (laughs) They brought them all together because – It's so hard for all these different states to get on the same page and get to the same level where you can play matches at these stadiums. So in Florida and Orlando, you have so many different resorts. You have so many, like you have the ESPN Wide World of Sports Center where they have all these different fields and matches could be played. I think it's just easiest to bring them all to Florida because the governor will do anything as long as it gives them money, as long as it makes money for the state. They'll oh, yeah. allow anything to happen in their state right now, and you could probably easily quarantine people, right? At a, one of these resorts where you can pretty much MLS buys the resort for a few weeks, and nobody's allowed to be there except for the uh, the players in there. So you can't have them going out. No Kyle Walker sex parties, and you just have <laughs> you have quarantined players just playing soccer matches
0: they they make it almost like an olympic village type of thing where all the players yeah. are all quarantined together nobody really goes in or out yeah Every, everybody gets tested regularly that kind of thing yeah i mean it listen if it means that i get that we can watch the crew play actual matches that actually matter mm-hmm. sign me up like if that's if that's what it takes just from just purely we're going to talk from a football standpoint right from a from a
1: fan perspective from a yes. fan
0: perspective from a crew fan perspective in particular sign me up let's start tomorrow like i want to be able to watch crew matches that count for something we got two you know it's mm-hmm. not it's not like our you know our premier league squads where we got to watch most of a season it's like we've watched two so the crew. seasons
1: pretty much over the winner right. of the season is pretty much knock on wood
0: locked up we've we've watched two crew matches of any significance i'm not counting the preseason, like against my new second favorite club phoenix rising um <laughs> just because they had 10 cent beer night and that we, sounds we, amazing
1: it does sound great we've only been able to hear jordan call two matches that's why we had her on the pod because we've barely been able to hear, we needed some soccer, so we brought her in, and because just she's amazing. But still,
0: so from purely from a fan perspective, I'm all for it. I think it sounds it sounds fun. I mean, it you get to see some different matchups, you get to see some stuff, um, maybe a preview for the playoffs potentially. Right? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see who's any good. I I'm not a person who watches a ton of MLS outside of the crew. I'll be honest.
1: Same, so. Since.
0: Uh, but I'll tell you, you put that on and I can just keep watch matches like back to back like that. Mm-hmm. I'll watch, I'll probably watch non crew matches cause, just cause I'm desperate to watch some soccer. That's meaningful. Right?
1: So you, so you had a couple questions and those are fair questions, even from a fan perspective, ask them some questions on it. The MLS players had questions too. around a hundred for the league to answer. <laughs> So, here's an example of some questions that they had. Will the hotel staff be quarantined for the same time as them? Which the athletic article found out that the answer is no, they would not quarantine the employees. So, you would still have employees coming and going from the resort to their home as normal. So, even the quarantine, yeah, yeah, the quarantine could completely be neutralized by somebody coming from a home where they have that. Now, the risks, and I'm going to sound like a reopener and I'm not trying to do that. But the risks are probably not very high for the age group and for how well in shape these guys are. So it's probably not as big of an issue, and especially um, lung capacity and being able to breathe respiratory. uh, There's really probably not a lot of issues with professional soccer players, and they could probably withstand that. But still... That's a big issue. Hotel staff, it's not just the players, though. You have coaches, you have training staff, you have employees. Like, who's going to come out to the team? Like, those are things that they have to consider. There's a collective bargaining agreement. Another question a collective bargaining agreement was um, agreed to on, on pencil. You know, like, we, we, okay, we like the CBA. Now it, had, it has to be finalized. Well, before all this happened, they didn't finalize it. Yeah. So that's a big question. That was probably a few of those 100 questions. Also, MLS is talking about pay cuts. So now the MLS players are coming back and they're saying, well, are you going to do a big pay cut now instead of that? If you want us to do this tournament, let's not do one big pay cut now, but why don't you just slowly give us pay cuts over the next few years? There's also questions about the mental health piece, about you're going to quarantine me away from my family. You're going to have me down in Florida for probably weeks to a month without my family. Some of these players, too, they're coming from – Like uh, Wormgore, he moved here with his family from Europe. He's got a wife and like four daughters. So he's going to, now he has to leave his wife and four kids who just moved to the United States, just moved to Ohio. He's going to leave them for a month. Like that's one example of probably hundreds of players who are dealing with the same impact of, okay, I don't live where I'm from. I don't have a support system outside of the team. And now you're making me go away for... A month or so they didn't give a timeline on how long it would be or at least that I remember from the article So there's also a mental health question too. there I can see why Don Garber was a little upset (laughs) Because all of these questions that are coming up from it This leak is part of that this leak has made. I'm not not shooting down the people at the at the athletic They did a great job. Sure. They did a great job on finding this out and sharing it and giving all the information Um, Don's a little mad Probably be because it's caused more questions than answers. It's probably caused a little too much work in the MLS offices from this God article, forbid. but but man, it's uh, for a real estate scheme. They're probably really frustrated right now at all the different <laughs> all the different soccer related things they're having to worry about, and also economically. Like if you're making money off of expansion, if you're making money off of buying land, you're not getting any other revenue right now.
0: Right? No, Good, you're
1: like. If this goes on, how well can MLS absorb all of these things? Are your investors starting to get a little nervous? Are your queso boys out there starting to feel a little nervous about, um, <laughs> about how, oh, God, is my team going to start up? Or even existing owners, like my investment, I am promised X, Y, and Z, can the right. MLS deliver? This is, this is probably not a part of any ownership contracts, <laughs> Well, and- pandemic closures
0: think about it, you know, so we're playing games in Orlando. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to use the crew as an example, um, you know, the Haslam's they're not going to get, you know, cause these are going to be closed door matches. Yeah. So they're not mm-hmm. getting ticket revenue. You know, yep. they're, they're gonna, I don't know how they're treating, you know, season tickets. I have, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I haven't paid a ton of the attention to that.
1: discounts They're going to give discounts I think to next year. That's and right. they're also going to give you the option to like, <clears throat> donate any refund or anything like that. There there has been something specific. I haven't paid too much attention to it either. A season ticket holder probably can tell us up and down what was going on. We should ask Brian. He probably – Brian Illinois probably has a good idea of what's going on with that. But, yeah, they're, they have been addressing it, but not like, hey, just call us for a refund. It hasn't been that clear.
0: But you're you're giving money back in some form. if they're not – I highly doubt they're going to take – the full full year's worth of money for the season tickets that you know the fans paid for so you're losing that you're losing that revenue you're losing you know fans coming in and buying ten dollar beers and you know five dollar bottles of soda and you know any other kind of overpriced food another thing you're losing um thinking about it is just how many people when you go do you see in the team store buying kids buying shirts hats scarves you know, the kids want a soccer ball or, you know, whatever it is, right? So, not to mention, you know, right now, what what gets you hyped to buy that stuff? Watching the team play. Yeah. I bet right now, the crew's probably not selling a lot of merch. Probably not selling no. near the amount of merch they would be at this point in the season. Not including from the team store on site at Mapfree, but just online. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not watching the crew. They're not first on my mind. So, I'm not maybe not as likely to go buy, you know, a new crew t-shirt or a new or the new kit that they released yeah. or you know, whatever kind of merch. So they're losing all yeah. kind of revenue on this. So the economic um you know, calculations and the economic things on this in all sports really to me yeah. is going to be one of the most <clears throat> fascinating things to watch. You know, the the Major League Baseball back and forth right now between the players union and the owners with Players getting players not being willing to take pay cuts, not being willing to, they wanting their full season pay. This Uh. is all going to be fascinating to watch, I think, just from an economic standpoint.
1: Yeah. And with the MLS, the athletic article talked about it too. They haven't finalized their CBA. So if the players don't agree to salary cuts, can they just shut them out? Well, we're shutting the season down then. Owners are doing a shutdown. Sorry, you didn't agree to our terms, so we're not going to do it. This could, especially in America, where you have so many different states, so many different ways things are run. The sports league is so expansive. We're talking about 3,000-plus miles, thousands of miles from one side of the country to another, different governments running different things. This is not germany and the bundesliga where it's relatively small geographic area you have to control you have relative you know power of the bundesliga in the world of sport premier league same thing the countries where you're seeing political unrest or political concerns are the countries where these things are coming back slower and slower right. south korea has been playing baseball for two months now i feel like i think like they've been going for at least a month excuse me kaylee's been going for like three or four weeks now these are smaller countries. They don't have as much of, you know, maybe political concerns. I In America, where these sports leagues, too, are a lot about finances. It's a lot yeah. about, fin- like, the NBA can withstand this. The NFL can withstand it. Major League Baseball? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. MLS? I really don't know.
0: Well, I'm college, not saying that. college College sports.
1: Uh, yeah, college is going to be. Well, they can still make a ton of money from the TV deals. So if they if they can at least get a closed door, if they can at least get like some teams playing, I think NCAA football especially come they're going to be moving mountains to get those games to be played. NCAA is not going to lose much. They're they're going to try their best to not lose much. The universities you've already seen le- universities cutting sports programs. Yeah, Akron University of Akron cut a handful of sports programs you're gonna see the same thing across the entire country because of Lack of money lack of figures coming in but I'm not trying to say the MLS is I don't have any insider information I mean, we're two schmucks who live in Columbus, Ohio who like the crew uh, and other soccer clubs I How the MLS handles the situation might speak volumes to how well the league does this could set the league back sure years not just financially but just if you can't play your players is it going to be an enticing offer to bring somebody in is well, it are you going to be able to bring over the big names are you going to have big players from your league jump and ship like I, they're playing games in europe i'll go over there right. <laughs> Chance me mean, over there
0: the league is coming back you know we talked about the epl coming back bundesliga is already playing um and these clubs these clubs are looking to grow in america so if they can have players that are recognizable to american fans whether that's american Mm -hmm. players or players that have played you know not to mention think about the growth of the sport in the country right fans not being able to watch it this season you know it's gonna set them back how can you know think about Columbus who's putting in a new stadium next season you know it's it's not like I can tell people hey you know I can't recruit new fans right now you know I I try you know you try you talk the crew up in public I talk the crew up in public I I tell people I work with like how much fun I have when I go to games and they're like oh yeah you know I should go check that out it sounds like people are having a lot of fun and we we talk about tailgating and we talk about you know the togetherness and singing songs and Mm. having you know, I can't bring a new fan to a game right now.
1: No, so, you can't so even have them watch a game on
0: TV. Right. So when we put that new stadium in next season, that's that's going to hurt. Yeah. Not be not so. It's it, yeah. From an outsider perspective, it's going to be really interesting to see what all happens with a lot of this.
1: Yeah, and I think the players have a lot of leverage right now. The MLS Players Association has a lot of leverage with these owners because they control, they help control the product in the, in the country. Like I said, I, if I've been, if I'm being courted by a team overseas, even if it's not like a Bundesliga or EPL or La Liga or Syria or, you know, um, or playing in France or something, I'll play for a championship club. I'll play for another team. That'll bring me on because they're going to pay me. We're not going to have collective bargaining agreement issues. We're not going to have, we're going to, I'm going to play for a club and they'll pay me. Like I, we're not trying to be doomsdayers. I know we sound pretty pessimistic, but the way they handle this is going to, I think, speak volumes for how the league goes long term. Now, I agree. I am hoping for, I'm hoping that this pandemic stuff eventually it's over to the point where we can have somewhat normal lives again and we can get, vaccines and all that stuff and hopefully the vaccines are strong enough and good enough for the strands and all that. But when's that gonna be and how they handle this now? We'll just leave it at that. How they handle this now is yeah. is gonna be speaking volumes to how they react or how they survive down the road, I should say. Yeah. But oh, you know, absolutely. enough MLS has a lot of control. How about we take over some control ourselves?
0: So we are going to move on to a game. Uh, we're calling this game Start, Bench, or Transfer. Um, it's really similar to a game, you know, you see a lot of people play. Um, marry, kill, or uh, we'll make this PG, have relations <laughs> with. Um, so basically um, how this will work is we'll we'll provide three three players. These are three of the four that we're going to do are soccer related. So, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be... We'll name three players. Basically, you're going to say, all right, I'm going to start one. I'm going to keep another on the bench as, you know, a sub or a super sub, somebody I can bring off, and one I'm I'm shipping out. I'm going to sell off, send them to, you know, wherever you're going to send them in the transfer market and hopefully recoup some cash from it. So um, to start off with, we each chose the other host's favorite team. We went with uh, three players, and, you know, we're just going to put our, our – whatever the soccer equivalent of a GM yeah. is. And uh, it makes some make some roster decisions here. So,
1: yeah, we got we got two each. Uh, so go and get us started, man.
0: All right. So we're going to start off for you with a uh, with some Liverpool, mm. some Liverpool players. All right.
1: Mm, hard decisions. OK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get your get your GM hat on here. We're going to go uh, <laughs> Virgil van Dyke. We're mm. going to go Mo Salah. Oof. We're gonna go sadio Mane. Who are Oof. you who are you starting? Who are you benching? And who are you shipping out?
1: Oh, oh boy, this is tough. Oh, this is tough. I I, I was expecting you, I, I thought in my mind what I would do if you said Mane, Sala, and Firmino. Because right. I that's think that's the kind the of big where three. you
0: thought I thought I would go.
1: Right. And then whatever you said, I you told me offline, I'm not gonna go the way you think. And I thought, okay, don't put Allison in there because I don't think it's fair to put a goalkeeper in there. That's not Bravo. fair to put a goalkeeper. Um, So, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to do transfer first. Okay. I'm going to transfer Sadio Mane. Okay. And it's not because of, I think there's a lack of talent. I don't think that. I think Mo Salah is somebody you see running back and forth. You see running somebody, he'll go back on defense. He can run up the field. I mean, you saw on the uh, Man U versus Liverpool, he stays on his toes. Allison was able to do that. You know, <laughs> goal cl- clearance. Uh, he stopped the he stopped a goal, and then he launched the ball to Mo, and he went and scored that second goal. And Allison's run. So Mo is all over the field at his best. I will take him over Sadio Mane. But the real decision is Virgil or or Mo to start. Oh my gosh. Ooh, damn. I think (laughs) this is is a difficult decision. I'm going to go. I'm going to start Virgil van Dyke. I'm going to start him because I think without him, looking at the team's carousel of center backs that we've had, we started with Matip because Gomez kind of took a, step back once he got injured he came back and he wasn't really the same but then Matip got injured and Gomez came back and Gomez is doing well but then Lovren pops in and out um, because you know Lovren will get hurt and I I'm gonna pick Virgil just because he's so predictable not in a bad way offenses can't predict him but you can well you can predict him you just can't get around him. Right. Most teams can't get There's around him. There's not much him. you
0: can do with with what you've predicted. It's like, all right, I right. predict he's going to be really good. All right. <laughs> good luck with it's, that.
1: I'm not saying he's like the Michael Jordan, but like a sporting analogy is Michael Jordan. You know how good he is. Try to stop him. That's what like that's what you do with Virgil. Like try to stop him from stopping you.
0: He changes your your game plan.
1: Right. More so, so I, will, I
0: think than the other guys do.
1: Yeah. Yeah I will start him and I I will have Mo on the bench. I'm oh, hell... I mean, oh, sorry, Mo. It's a hell of a decision to make, but I had to
0: do it. That's a hell of a player to bring off the bench, right? You're, right. Super you're down. You need I'm a... bringing
1: him on in the first minute.
0: <laughs> you're starting just some like scrub. Sorry, Adam lana. The... You're starting some scrub <laughs> off the U18s. Like, all right, kid. You're running out there. You're you're walking out with one of the kids. All right. Like, he's get your taller estimate. than you. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, that was tough. I I never do that to me again. That was good. Um, All right, your turn now. I'm handing off the sporting director uh, president cap to you. All right, here's your Tottenham one. I threw a curveball in here. I don't know how much it's going to really curve things, but I picked um, Son, Kane, and Bergwin. Ooh. Throw a little bit of uh, you know, long term. Throw a little bit of uh ceiling right. in there, you know. So Sun Kane and Bergwin.
0: The the fans listening at home can't see it, but I'm doing the Stephen Bergwin celebration <laughs> with the uh with the W over my face just
1: <laughs> Anytime I see his name, I think of Tony Gwynn now. Rest in peace.
0: I I think of friend of the pod Mike Yeager who,
1: uh, I think of Mike all the time, but who, this is different.
0: Who taught me how to how to butcher trying to pronounce his his name? Um, wow, that's a tough one.
1: At least I put them all in the same relative
0: position. So you're you did. not, you're you not did. choosing defense over offense. You did. Oh man, that's tough. I'm gonna take my heart out of it and this is going to get some people upset with me. I'm selling Kane. Sell him.
1: Real Madrid's Harry Kane.
0: Just because he's going to command the most money.
1: Oh, so you're trying to get some money. (laughs) I'm I'm just just, like a Spurs fan.
0: We're trying to make the most money. I'm I'm thinking, all right, well, he's going to come. I mean, he's going to command more than double what son would command. And Berggen's still relatively unknown, but I I think he's going to be really good. Okay. I'm banking on the future with him, um, and I think I, we can get in this into this another time. Given some of his recent comments, I'm not convinced Kane is going to be there long term anyway.
1: Right. I think when Poch left, he's especially if Poch goes to Madrid. I think you could see Kane going to Madrid,
0: especially if the club doesn't spend the money to kind of win things that he because he want the Come kid on. wants to win. Man, I, I get it. Like, spend the he,
1: money. They're not going to spend the money, Brian. Stop it.
0: I know. He loves the club. I get that. But the guy wants to win.
1: It's all and about the badge. The badge.
0: It's, it's not. It's a business. Um, and then once that domino falls, I'm going to start Sun. Yeah. My, my love for Sun is well documented on this pod. I love him so much. He's my favorite player.
1: Glad to see he won his first trophy when he was on a South Korea military stint.
0: Hey, I mean, he got the best trophy of all, taking out Kim Jong-un.
1: He said it was a physical fitness trophy. That's what it was, right?
0: It was a, it was a yeah, he, he ended Kim Jong-un. Physical, physical fitness. fitness. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is.
1: I can read between the lines.
0: He's fitting in this casket.
1: Oh, snap. All right, so that means Bergwin's on the bench. That's okay. Bergwin's
0: on the bench. No, I, and I think he's going to be a really good player. I thought you were going to go Kane, Son, and Delhi.
1: No, Delhi, I thought and I that thought that would be an easy transfer. That been the easy I thought sell. you would have transferred. Yeah, I thought you would have transferred him.
0: If you had put Gio Giovanni LaCelso in here, yeah. I could have that's that's probably about the only player I'm thinking of that I could have seen even putting ahead of sun. Probably not Ooh. likely. But Damn. that's the only one who could have come I'm, I I love me some Gio LaCelso. I think he's gonna be a a world class player. In the next couple weeks. All right. Of years. All right. I'm well, on, I'm don't... on the hype train.
1: Choo choo. Time for my wild card, wild card round. All right, Brian, we got a crew SC, crew 96 one planned out for you.
0: So we'll both make decisions on these.
1: We'll make, yeah, we'll both make decisions on these. Um, uh, wild card for you uh, Darlington Nagby, mm. Jonathan Mensa, or Lucas Zellerayan. Ooh. Start bench transfer. You have to transfer one of them. Just so you know, Nagby wins everywhere he goes. Yeah. Mensa is one of our captains, the, <laughs> the soul of our back line. And Zella Rayon is, is the
0: future. 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 Oh, man. That's tough. Uh.
1: I'll tell you mine while you're thinking. I, um, I would start. I would die st- oh, as I'm saying it. I'm like, sh- I know it's hard. I, I'm. I, I would start. Zelarayan, just because our offense last year was so bad. So yeah. bad we didn't put in. We didn't. Our defense was strong last year. But our offense was so so bad, so bad. And then, so I, I will start him. Benching and transferring is tough for me too, because Mensa again the defense they didn't let a lot of goals in. But he was injured a lot last year. Uh, so is it just the? And
0: I I feel better about I, I'm going to transfer Mensa because I feel of the positions I feel the best about what else we have at that position.
1: Who covers? Who covers for Nagby? Will Trapp's not there anymore. That's what I'm saying. Who covers for Nagby? Like who's? Oh, so you transfer out Meds. Oh, but I'm, I'm, that, no offense. Like I love Josh Williams, and I love yeah. Worm Gore, but I mean, man, they. I don't there's, know. Josh Williams has had injury issues. Worm Gore, we don't know. No He's an unproven MLS product. now. there's always going to. There's
0: gonna, no good choice. This is. There is
1: no. That's why. With the, that's why these names are chosen.
0: That's why it's fun. <laughs>
1: fun, is, yeah, fun for us because we get to stress ourselves out about something that's not even happening.
0: <laughs> I don't like it, but I think I, I go that way. I agree with you on starting Zelloran. I, I, think I'm believing, I'm buying the hype. I'm on the train. Give me, I'm on the bandwagon. I'll transfer
1: Mensa I... too. Nagby's just—he wins everywhere he goes, and that guy's just—he's mm-hmm. running the show. He's silently running the show.
0: I think, we, and I like his, as much as I, and I love Mensa, love Mensah, mm-hmm. um, love his leadership, love him just as a person. I mean, following yeah. him on Twitter, seeing everything he does. He's a man who I'm very Sublifting. proud. I'm, it's just, it gives me a sense of pride to see somebody like that. Who's a legitimately good person yeah. and not, and just not even just a good person, but a, a really good person who does a lot of great things. Seeing mm-hmm. somebody like that represent my club gives me a a sense of pride you know what i mean so but
1: forget it brian let's just start them all
0: i'm starting them all i I don't care (laughs) (laughs) all right oh
1: here we go what's your what's this last one then we'll we'll call it a show
0: we are going to go completely off topic from soccer here um (laughs) we've had a
1: fully soccer episode by the way
0: we have so i you know i I thought i'd throw this in we like to you will occasionally delve into wrestling on this pod dun, 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 dun. funny that you go there so oh God. you um i know one air er- one era of wrestling that you're in particular um knowledge passionate about is the attitude era attitude. so we're gonna do a i don't know that there's really a way you can bench a wrestler but um
1: main event undercard And then then you're (laughs) you're
0: shipping off to WCW, right? So we've got Stone Cold, we've got The Rock, and we have Mick Foley.
1: Oh. Who are you? See, the problem is, like, The Rock and Stone Cold, it was so good between The Rock and Stone Cold. Like, is Stone Cold as Stone Cold without The Rock? Is The Rock as much The Rock without Stone Cold? So that's where he had to think about there. Mick Foley, he's and he's just like all around good guy. He's on cameo now. I might get you a Mick Foley cameo. Oh
0: God, I would I would pee myself.
1: Um you can you can choose to do it with or without teeth too. You can let him know if you want to do it with his teeth oh, or without not.
0: God, why would you have why would you have him in? Uh, <laughs> oh, you know I you, would... you say that, Thomas, and just before before you make your decision. I would <laughs> I'm I'm rewatching the attitude era right now. Yeah. And I really, especially early on in the Attitude Era, so I started with Survivor Series 97. So I started okay. with the Montreal Screwjob, which <laughs> is kind of considered one of the beginnings. That's with, like, of Bret Hart, show. right? That was yes. with the big, like, okay. And that's when... Guest
1: referee stuff and all that, yeah.
0: Right. Vince McMahon becomes a... Heel. An on-screen Heel. character, right? As opposed to the owner of the company and an announcer. Yeah. Um... And Mick Foley in that early time was, obviously Stone Cold was on another level, but Mick Foley was was the unsung hero of that era.
1: Oh, right. He was he like was, the backbone of it.
0: He was Stone Cold's first feud as champion. He had some just incredible matches. Mick Foley winning the championship <sighs> is, what consi- is what many consider is the moment that turned the tide. From WCW leading in the ratings to WWE or WWF at the time. So, World Wildlife Fund, yeah. It's a hard decision, man. Um,
1: Okay, I'm gonna, okay, I'll I'll make my decision. I'm going to, um, I wanna put Stone Cold, I'm gonna keep Stone Cold. I'm gonna put him main event. Yeah. I'm gonna put Mick Foley as the undercard because you need him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ship the rock out to Fast and Furious twelve. I'm gonna ship the rock out.
0: I think I agree. I just think I think Mick Foley is more versatile. Like Mick yeah, Foley the rock, like, He the, did rock the was... he
1: did the, the hero to heel turn. He did the turn, which was great, but I think he was a better bad guy than he was a good guy. Yes. But one thing Mick Foley never did, like they brought him in as kind of not a heel, but just as an antagonist. I yeah. wouldn't call him a heel ever in the WWF. Like, that's one thing. Like, I in the Attitude Era and beyond. Like, do you ever see him as? He, it's he's funny. versatile in terms of the characters he is, and he'll do anything on screen. He'll do anything, and his promos are amazing. But I, I can see him as a WWF heel. I know in his past lives, like WCW, he was there against you know Sting, and people hated Cactus Jack and stuff. But man, I, I couldn't get rid of McFoley
0: it's funny that you say that i watched a promo of his um it was actually the night after stone cold became the champ two weeks after stone cold became the champ on raw and he cuts this promo where at the end of the night he got the crap beat out of him by the new age outlaws Mm -hmm. an announcement comes over the pa to the live audience that stone cold is coming back to the arena there was a whole storyline where he was arrested as Foley's being carted off after having the crap beat out of him the fans are chanting for Austin. He comes back the next week with this promo that he cuts on the fans where he just talks about when is enough enough. Like when is is me sacrificing everything I've got for you going to be one enough
1: mankind or he's he not, he's he's was not Cact-
0: Foley at that. He was Cactus Jack. So he, B- had, w- he had- okay and he cuts this and it was an incredible heel promo just cuts this promo and the, got the fans to react to it of i've sacrificed everything for you and you cheer for somebody else and when is enough going to be enough for you when when have i sacrificed my body enough for you to? and it's just i'm like he is so good
1: and Didn't he have something like that on ECW? He had an ECW he, he promo did. like that too. He did. <clears throat> like one thing that like turned the tide for him leaving and kind of getting out of. Yeah, he he's just even known for those. Yeah, he's just he so good.
0: Right. He he can do comedy, like his his comedic timing is incredible. He can do the crazy hardcore stuff.
1: <clears throat> Throwing off a cage.
0: he <laughs> he can do that underdog because he doesn't look like what everyone pictures a pretty he looks like like a normal dude
1: well vince there. wanted all bodybuilders he wanted yeah. ripped guys And no, the stone cold he had a pedigree but he wanted big guys he wanted muscular guys because that's what who vince is he wants vince mcmahon's he doesn't want because you know, those those mick are the guys
0: Foley's. that look good on a poster right you, you can know, sell them on a
1: t-shirt you can
0: yeah mick foley looks like
1: the a dude,
0: just some dude, <laughs> that came out, of the <laughs> and you can like the journey he, he can take you on. You can relate to him. He's your, yeah. I love Mc, my my love for McFoley, he's one of my all time favorites. Anyway, so that was well, a lot of fun. Him,
1: you look at him now, and he looks like a guy who hangs out at like an American vet's hall. He looks like a guy who just drinks all day at all, even though, like, he's, I don't know. Anyway, continue. He's,
0: Foley, Foley, is good. To I steal can't get the, rid of him. Yeah, to steal the the signs that everyone had instead of Foley is God. Foley is good. Uh, from
1: beautiful Columbus, Ohio.
0: <sighs> cheap pop. <laughs> All right, so that that was a lot of fun. The, that game is cool. Maybe we'll bring we're that. We're back. that back. Yeah, yeah. we're bring that back. And you know, we're going to post these online on our you know on our social medias. So yeah. jump on. Tell us that, you know, you think we make terrible decisions and we're, we'd be horrible at running teams. Tell us what you would do. Tell us your decisions and why. Um, thanks, as always, for, you know, for giving us a listen. Keep on the lookout for the announcement we talked about earlier, right, with the with the Chris T-shirt. Reminder mm-hmm. that we're making no money from this. Any Zero. money is going to Chris. So we're, we're going to cover part of the cost of covering the shirts any money that you use to buy shirts is going completely to Chris. We're taking none of it. We've had some really cool interviews lately. We've gotten the opportunity to interview one of the voices of the crew, Jordan Angeli. We got to talk with Cheyenne Foster from between between clean sheets last week. Easy for me to say. (laughs) She had. she was fantastic. Really great. great, really great interview. Check out her stuff online. She, has posted some stuff recently on YouTube and is going to have some more stuff coming. I know she's got a lot of stadium tour videos and stuff that she's working Smash on. Subscribe. Smash subscribe. Smash them. that subscribe button. Um, our good friend Jordan has a new show about the US national teams and she's on right. a new NWSL show. She's doing everything,
1: man. She's she is
0: everywhere. She's great. I mean, it's she the was...
1: Brian Me Bump. That's what Peter yeah. Gillette, shout out to Pete out there. She got the Brian me bump. I'm just we, kidding.
0: She we bring not... her on and now she's everywhere.
1: No, no, no. She needs no help from any anybody, especially us schmucks. She is extremely talented. Cheyenne is extremely talented, too. We've had guests that are way
0: outside of our reach. We should have never had them on. <laughs> Why they wanted to come on with a couple of schmucks like us is, is anybody's uh. guess, but... Hey, we were lucky enough to have him on, and we had a blast talking to him. So go subscribe if you haven't already. Find these these interviews. Go back and listen to the one from Jeremy. We're gonna share that out on the on the social medias as well. Speaking yeah. of the social medias, um, you can follow me. Um, follow me at pickle chips. Replace the ones, place the eyes with ones. Good lord, I can't talk. Every,
1: all this. every week you do that. No, every week you mess that up. We're just gonna. I think just them. need to change your damn user. We're just going pre
0: user handle. I think we just need to pre record that segment. Um, <laughs> you can hit up Thomas at one Thomas Costello. Obviously, you can get us at Bryant and Me on the Twitters. It's at Bryant underscore and underscore Me on Instagram as well, right? Insta. On the Instas, we do post on there sometimes. Not as common as on Twitter, so most of most of our content. Trying to bump
1: up out. our Insta fan. I'm trying to bump up our Insta work so i I threw some uh i threw some pictures today of a a walk that i took and i put my favorite david bowie songs on it because that's just what you do on instagram it's a very different content from twitter but join us anyway and i put a nelly song in our stories so that's something good too which one um grills featuring paul wall what it do baby all right (laughs) sorry Alyssa I was grilling. It was just, I searched grill and that's what came up.
0: Alyssa. And I heard that on the rate, like on a playlist actually coming home from your house. Funny enough, Saturday night The
1: grill song.
0: Yes. We did an, O6. I'm having an
1: inception moment.
0: <clears> o <throat> six pop playlist on Apple music. Oh, damn. We both still knew all the words to that song.
1: I've which, never heard that song before in my
0: life, which is in no way sad. Um, <laughs>
1: and in no way
0: is that depressing. <laughs> So please be a friend, tell a friend about the pod, socially, distantly shout it out to your friends while you're, you know, shout getting out, out and about out, in the restaurants. Shout out, shout I, it out I had every intention of when I'm going to land grant today where they're doing canned beers. I actually took my Bryant and me koozie with me oh. at every intention of using it. And then it was just really hot. So we didn't do that.
1: Just live it, Bryant. You don't, you don't just do the pod. You live the pod. Hey,
0: that's just what we do, man. It's life. I'm
1: saving I have one Koozie left. Those Koozies went fast. People we like... still have a ton of buttons and stickers. If you want some, let us know. But I have a Koozie, but I'm saving it for John Corleone because I promised him a Koozie. I still have the Koozie, John, although I might have lost it in my house. But when I find it, John, it's yours. And I'm saving one for you. I'm saving myself for you, John.
0: And as we always say, guys, <laughs> it's it's hard out there. Take care of yourselves, take care Mm -hmm. of the people around you, do whatever you can to to try and make the folks around you better and Mm -hmm. do whatever you can to take care of yourself. Yeah.
1: We appreciate all of you. Thank you for so much for listening. We really enjoy this. First pod back. We're gonna be doing this weekly again, by the way. Yes. Brian and me. Instead of, you know, we're gonna bring on the guests. We got Jeremy coming up. We also have Eric from Two Rush Challenges. I don't know why. Make us look better, I guess, bringing him on the show. There but we've is. got with the Newcastle takeover, we thought it'd be interesting. But no, thank you so much for being on here. Everything Brian said, have a great night. Adios. Bye. Bye.